International. Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, everybody in between. This is Feature This, a fan edit podcast. Oh, yeah. Alrighty, we are on with the uh, fellow guests Ethan hello and Donna hi hello hey and uh, we are continuing this month's theme uh, in the Gary Beast Town Massacre stream of uh, uh, featuring a lot of anime flicks we're doing anime all anime all for, month long for those of you that don't know anime stands for <laughs> animated films from Antarctica <laughs> Yeah, uh, the plethora of animated animated films from Antarctica. There's only like really six. Yeah. That's why it's only doing a month of Bambi. <laughs> Bambi's from Antarctica. Yeah, I didn't realize that. Yeah, a little known fact, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, well, anyway, um, we in the context of keeping up with the our, uh, this monthly theme and me being tasked with coming up with something and feature this that would kind of correlate. Yeah. Um, I uh, ended up picking Akira as a film yeah. to talk about here. And uh, as from a fan editing standpoint, I'm I'm kind of throwing a loose tangent to get there. Uh, it's not like there is a fan edit of a cure or anything. Um, you did one. I okay, it's yeah. A, it's a fix or a sub or uh, you know, technically it's a preservation. But yeah. even then, uh, that's a little wishy washy. What what happened is the film came out in '88 in Japan, obviously. And uh, they released it in the when it was obviously <laughs> yeah, not Antarctica. Antarctica. Yeah, uh, they released it in the states. And when they did, there was an, an English dub that was done during that time, and and I, that's the version I grew accustomed to was the the English dub, the original yeah. English dub. Well, years later, when DVD became a thing, mm-hmm. um, they uh, they redistributed uh, the movie. However, the rights for the actual. Uh, original audio got tangled up in some other thing, and they di- and Pioneer didn't have the original rights. So, um, Streamline was the original distributor, and Pioneer was the distributor of the DVD. And so, Pioneer actually re-recorded an entirely new English track, uh, With just voice or or music too. Music's all the same. Uh, some of the sound effects are different. Like the, maybe the sound effects aren't different, but they sound different because they've they're now mixed in a five point one. When the original mix was in stereo, so um, at when that when the DVD hit, like it became you know big. There was a special edition version of it, yeah. and it became to the point where it was almost impossible to get the old English version. It wasn't on DVD anymore. The old VHSs were you know fallen by the wayside. Um, uh, and then when the Blu-ray came out, um, that's when uh, it, it solidified it even further and made it so that uh, the, the only versions available were the new English or the original Japanese. Okay. Um, however, in 
Australia, of all places, in the Region 4 DVD Australia, they still had access to the old English files. Um, oh, okay. and, and so the Region 4 DVD of Akira had the old English dub. And so what I did is I took the Blu-ray video quality and then synced it up with the uh, Region 4 original, original English, English stream. Subs. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And I created uh, what is ostensibly the very first of, a, of its kind, the streamlined dub, the original English dub, on with the Blu-ray image quality. Is there any other ones that have that? Well, it, incidentally, as soon as I created it, about two or three weeks later, Pioneer released a brand new version, oh. <laughs> uh, uh, a Blu-ray with the actual old school English resynced up to it. They heard your call. Yeah, they, yeah. So as soon as I created it, uh, technically it became illegal and uh, and um, the uh, it was taken off the fan edit website and so on. Yeah. Uh, however, it still made its way to Vulcan Video. <laughs> and so, so between like the two weeks, it, yeah, it made its I was, way to Vulcan Video. Yeah, Because I was proud of it and I had finished it and I just went ahead and gave them a copy, yeah, you know, for them to to sell with or to rent out with the with their Akira versions, and uh, and I I didn't I didn't realize it was still there until I went to go rent Akira a couple <laughs> days ago and sure enough it's there. In fact, they don't have the Blu-ray version of it, so the only Blu-ray version that they have is <laughs> my an, version, an illegal bootleg <laughs> one that you made. Right, right. Yeah. And I'm actually kind of thinking like, if I don't return it. Oh God! If I don't return it and they start charging me for your, you're paying. I'm paying to get my own copy <laughs> of, of the disc back. Uh, I probably have to have a conversation with them to to hammer out the details there. Yeah, because it seems. I mean, they. I don't think they know what's going obviously, on regularly. Obviously, I mean, the, yeah. I, the, the person didn't even bat an eye when he was renting it out. Like, huh, this is interesting. Like he didn't say yeah. anything. He just rented it out. However, I will say this. The copy, uh, I don't know if you actually looked at the disc that they have, the Blu-ray yeah. disc. It's like beaten up. Yeah, it's, be, it's been rented. It's, somebody's been Some weeaboo it has it yeah. in their mom's basement That's surrounded right. by Mountain Dew. And right. Well, and, come. And, well, hopefully not too much of the latter. <laughs> uh, so in a fan edit context, there is sort of this weird thing about the movie now because there are some people who are absolutely... Uh, will not listen to anything except for the original Japanese, Donna. Mm. Uh, there are some people who absolutely love the original English, yours truly. Yeah. And then there's a whole breed of people who didn't get introduced to Akira until the Pioneer version came out and all they heard was the new English dub. Yeah. And that's what they love. So uh, it's just, you can kind of pick and choose which one you want. Uh, there's no additional scenes uh, in, or, in or out the other. Yeah. However, some of the different versions have different run times okay. uh, because the frame rate differences are a little uh, wonky from region to region. Um, uh, the color court, the color correction in the Blu-ray is actually, uh, in some places, problematic, <laughs> and uh, and the and the DVD is better, and in some cases the VHS has better color correction than what the DVD and the Blu-ray were. So okay. people prefer one or the other based off that. Sure. Too. So there's a, a lot of variables there for this uh, <laughs> anime film. We watched the sub. Yeah, we watched the Pioneer uh, uh, Japanese uh, uh, version, the original. Yeah, yeah. Not the Blu-ray color-corrected version. Correct, correct. Okay. Yeah. And I am really, obviously, I'm really familiar with the original or the English when it was translated over. Yeah. And it's funny, like, I was was really paying attention this time around because in my head, I'm hearing that audio as it's going by. Sure. Because I know the film inside and out. And I think like about 25% of the time, the dialogue in the Japanese, what's written on the text is actually a little more interesting than what's in the English version. Yeah. 
And then 25% of the time, I think the English version has more interesting dialogue. And then the rest of it kind of can go either way and it's kind of minimal. Um, So I, and we had talked previously on a different episode, I think on Babe, uh, on the BTI Recommends about the balance between, you know, people preferring the Japanese versus any kind of dub. And I was saying that the, when you dub it into English, it affords you a little more flexibility to, to say things that might be an improvement upon the original Japanese. Mm-hmm. And there's moments of that, in, I think, in, the, in, the, in this version, or in the, in the original English, but needless to say, that's not what we watched. Yeah, I don't, I don't know the film. I don't get what, what attracts you so much to this film. Why do you like it so much? Well, uh, as much as your uh, fascination with Bebe's kids, there is a hard yeah. nostalgia pull to that. Yeah. And, you know, we were talking, Donna and uh, another guy, Nathan, the other night, that all three of us, and I assume a lot of other people too, have had this weird experience as a kid where you're first introduced to anime. Yeah. And there's something, well, for our generation anyway, there is something very impactful about that. And the things that we became that introduced to are the things that really are like, goes right to like, you know, the like nothing's going to be yeah. that, you know, yeah. regardless of what that is. Maybe for some people, it's Trigon. It's what? Trigon, I think for Trigon. Nate. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't know it. Yeah. He didn't even say what his was. He, he loves Trigon. Oh, okay. Yeah. Literally his name on Instagram is knives from the anime series. Trigon. <laughs> Uh, yeah, for me, for me, for me, it was Akira, one of my best friends growing up, Chris, Chris real. If you're out there in the ether, hello. Uh, he, uh, he invited me over to his house. We were going to play board games like Monopoly or some shit. So we had Monopoly set up. He's like, Hey, I got this, uh, cartoon movie. You want to watch it? And I was like, nah, dude, I want to, I want to play. I want to get boardwalk and bankrupt your ass. (laughs) And, uh, and he was like, no, you're going to like it. And I was like, okay, whatever. And he hit play and I'm getting ready to roll the dice and we don't we don't do a single move in the whole we don't even touch monopoly. <laughs> I just like transfixed watching this thing. Yeah. So I'd never seen anything like it before. There's never been a violent cartoon that I've ever seen. Uh, no cartoon that I've ever seen had had was serious, you yeah. know, in its content. No cartoon I've ever seen was uh, was adult, you know, yeah. in any context. So it was like a, this real big shock uh, to see all of this stuff and. Um, it, in some ways, it's a good thing. In some ways, a bad yeah. thing because it set a really high bar. Yeah, that it was very hard to recreate sure. um, to to get that experience ever again. So Akira for me is that nostalgia pull that got me into what we called back in the day is Japanimation. <laughs> Anime was a, a we didn't that word really didn't wasn't around yeah. that I knew about. Uh, until when Dragon Ball Z hit, I felt like anime became a thing, a word that people used. Okay. Uh, but most of the time, it was referred to as Japanimation. And um, so uh, that's 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 the history of that, and that's huh. that's my that's my personal uh, story into getting into yeah. the movie. And they kind of this one, like, because I'd never seen Akira. I mean, I'd seen like parts, but i never seen it and it did it did for me the same thing because like i remember when i was a kid like the first one that i watched where i was like well cartoons are weird was like aeon flux oh yeah 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 because that was like on mtv yeah and that's how you saw it and and i remember just kind of being like i don't like i don't understand it and then like this is the same thing like like parts of the plot where i'm like i don't really get like the moral of the story right you know because you think it's going to be kind of this like small sort of like uh, kind of like governmenty conspiracy thing and then it kind of unravels to a larger kind of moral story i think yeah and and, and i think as much as it, i think a criticism could be leveled against it yeah. is that it's not 
it doesn't it's not really completely focused on what it really wants to say thematically yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh it hits a lot of different areas and so yeah um it's this culmination of a lot of different things that it's touching on yeah um and uh i think it leans into the ambiguity pretty hard yeah in the last act that it's it's because i know it's purposeful and what it's trying to do i'm a lot more forgiving of it in that yeah. sense um I still see Akira and I, I've talked to this in my, with, with, with I'm sure with you guys and others that I feel like there are sometimes there are these moments, these cultural moments that shift and then all of a sudden you can see the outcome of that in film. Yeah. Uh, you can, there's a really hard shift in tone of movies before Vietnam and after Vietnam. Sure. Uh, in America. Then you see, I think there's another shift that we see before 9-11 and after 9-11. Yeah, duh. and uh and for the japanese culture their version of that begins in the you know world war ii and their whole country getting burned you know uh and then the bombs of hiroshima and nagasaki and then there's like this great trauma that you know is all over the entire country and then it comes out in all of its various media format and almost every single major uh, Japanese thing that I've seen has some sort of post-apocalyptic dystopian kind of thing. You see a mushroom cloud in a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, even like the most iconic of uh, of Japanese uh, cinema is Godzilla, a giant city destroying, a, a radioactive city destroying monster. Yeah, I mean it goes right to that 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 kind of culture. That yeah. so so I see Akira and, and it kind of follows that vein yeah. where it's still. That's why it feels like it's scatterbrained in this thematic yeah. thing. Is that it's 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 still part of that trying to cope with uh, uh, the generational trauma of World War Two. Donna agrees with me. <laughs> no, I don't, guys. Come on, that would be a cold day in hell, wouldn't it? Well, you can't. You got to admit that there's the that thing is there in the movie. Hey. I I I guess I don't. Do you want to answer for me? I'm sorry. No, okay. <laughs> Open to that. Uh, there are other things that have happened, and other things that I think have stronger parallels in what's happening in this movie than World War Two. Okay. Like the um, Shinrikyo. I forgot what the first part is, but Shinrikyo, the Doomsday Cult. Mm. And the bombing of the subways, that's like, there's a lot of like strange parallels in this movie. And that happened, that maybe happened after this. I I can't remember when exactly those bombings took place. But uh, there's also like the um, communist, the anti-communist movement in Mm. like the 70s and 80s. Okay. In Japan, which is a lot of what's going on with like the anti-government movement in this film. Yeah. So I think that there's a lot more like modern parallels that just maybe like you aren't as familiar with. No, no, no. (laughs) I don't know. Like maybe you're not (laughs) very familiar with Japanese. No, I haven't taken uh, you know current Japanese history 101. Uh, oh my god like neither have i though <laughs> it's crazy <laughs> I, w- I was gonna say though that the, like one of the things that was really interesting to me at least watching it is that like um like every faction like every there's a billion characters mm-hmm. in the movie mm-hmm. and they all look extremely, extremely similar. similar so you get a little confused <laughs> roy and the and the colonel in particular yeah on your first view yeah yeah well and- all of them have like Oh, similar Ryu, Ryu, yeah. Ryu or Ryu in this version. Yeah. In English it was Roy. Yeah. yeah. And, but also like K 
okay. It doesn't really have eye like eyeshadow all the time too. So sometimes yeah. she looks like, especially when the wind's blowing, like mm-hmm. yeah. she could easily look like any one like of Canada the other or dudes. whatever that kind yeah, of thing. Canada. <laughs> yeah, there's something about the uh, the style of the of the way the art is drawn is that the males and females don't have like the real acute sort of cheekbone kind of yeah. articulations that you see in most anime. Yeah. So the the gender thing gets a little harder to sell between yeah. the guys and the girls. Well, like what I was gonna say is that like there is like a bunch of there's a tons of groups in this and you have like you have a couple major groups you have like the government the original government the military that overthrows the government in a coup you have the revolutionaries the the students which are part which are a faction of the revolutionaries uh-huh. and then you have a uh, multiple bike gangs yeah which are kind of outside of all of those right. See, and there's a religious cult and there's a religious cult and, right. and like the thing that I found interesting is that like being kind of, you know, reading stories for all my life and, 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 and watching movies and, mm-hmm. you know, c- uh, mostly consuming American stuff. Mm-hmm. You, um, um, character choice is very stark. It's very like black and white. You have very evil forces, very positive forces. Right. And like in this movie, every single one of the groups there, they do good and bad stuff. And none of them are portrayed as being, purely good or purely evil Mm -hmm. and it seems like your constant like the the i don't know if you want to call it the narrator the the tone of the film Mm -hmm. is constantly kind of switching a focal point as to like who's a hero and who's not a hero and who's a bad guy and who's a good guy it doesn't seem stationary to me yeah like throughout the film and that's like where like after i get done like oh what'd you think i'm like i don't know if i really understood it Mm -hmm. because like i don't understand uh, the the point of the characters doing that and then like at the end it does this obvious like kind of loss of innocence thing yeah and and that seems to be the overall king like like uh morality of the film is this loss of innocence but but yeah with each character faction none of them are like it's not easy i think the movie's told in a weird way though like the way that the story is told is like for for the longest time like i've probably seen this movie i, I don't know 12 to 20 times i've seen this movie like so many times yeah and i have consistently never liked it uh and i think part of the problem is that like the first or maybe one of the reasons why i've seen it so many times is i feel like maybe the first like five to eight times that i saw it i thought that i was watching it in the middle when i know that i started it from the beginning because the movie is like it's so like start and stop in terms of like the plot or anything being explained to you. And it's like, it's really hard to like link into what's happening. Also, I don't understand why they, they like, they like pocket, like, reveals in it and then they save them for like the end of the second act yeah, when it's, it's like really bizarre when it's like if you would have put the reveals in the first act it would have at least like kind of helped establish a base exactly that's mm. what i'm saying Wh- it's like it's all twisted yeah, which, and like too quick and too long which is fine for like multiple viewings because you can then reorder it in your head and go into it with the knowledge but when you're watching it for the first time like the unfurling of 
information is kind of. Are, are you talking in particular like the reveal of the kids and when they're first getting tested upon and the, learning that Akira is one of those kids? Yeah, the reveal of Akira and then the reveal of like um, the the, the uh, is it Q the the lady that is um, K K yeah it's it's kind of like her reveal when they're in the prison when she he finally asked her he's like so what is akira yeah and she's like oh okay i'll explain it yeah yeah there's like, like a bunch of like why? monologues of exposition and it's like well if you would have just said the shit to begin with yeah there's also another issue with the movie too that's i want to get back to talking about that some more but there's another issue with the movie too where it's like i feel like um god damn it what's his name uh <laughs> we should have a fucking board with everyone on it <laughs> The, God cur- damn it. the colonel, the doctor, the uh, no the Canada? Canada, no, not Canada. Canada. Su- What's he in Su- the American Can- Canada? That's how they pronounce it in the in English, the, in in the English, English too. Yeah, yeah. So he's always Canada. It's, well, it's, it is pronounced slightly differently, <laughs> Canada, <laughs> but it's pretty much Canada. Yeah, <laughs> might as well be. Yeah, <laughs> Tetsuo. Yeah, Tetsuo. Jesus yeah. fuck. Okay, yeah. Tetsuo has like obviously this like authority issue or Mm -hmm. like yeah he he feels inferior to canada i'm just gonna continue to call him that because it's it's extremely funny to me but he has like a younger brother complex with him he does but it's like in the for the first like half of the movie there's nothing to give you the idea that that's what's going on except that he is says it yeah and like he doesn't say anything about it until like so far into the movie, yeah. he's just like pissed at him for no yeah. reason. Well, who? What are you saying? Who pissed at who? T, T with Canada. T- yeah, the, the main the su- the Tetsuo. Tetsuo yeah, yeah. With, with with Canada. Yeah. <laughs> Canada because <laughs> I mean you first get that when he's like sitting on his bike right and then he and and that's actually that little moment right there I think is actually better presented in the English version really? uh, because the the way the dialogue says is he's like that that bike is too much for a guy for a kid like you yeah and he goes I can ride he's like ha maybe after you down your first clown yeah like and so that line like there is 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 insinuating that okay now killing a clown is is sort of like a mark for a rite of passage for him which explains sort of his uh, ambition of you know do of doing that that line is removed and it's not in the original japanese um and uh but the line that the kid the bike's too much for a kid like it'll spit you out or something like that yeah in the original english so they emphasize that more that he is the runt of the litter yeah yeah. It's in the Japanese, but it's not as emphasized, I don't think, yeah. if, when when you're just reading the text. Well, even still, though, like, regardless, there's not enough evidence of that presented beyond that one line. I mean, that's, like, yeah. one of the first lines of the movie, and then it's just, like, well, they're friends, and they're just, like, doing friend shit and normal gang shit. There's not really anything that indicates that there's any kind of issue. And even in that exchange, mm-hmm. like, even if you have that line of dialogue, it's still they're still working together like yeah. they're not there's no you're you're right and they're in that it's not as clear cut as i'm uh, like the person is the runt of the litter and and is not valued because he yeah. is valued they do treat him like a friend they yeah. are they are worried about him like who they, when they look over the edge and they go it's not tetsuo when they're talking about the one of the motorbikes that blew up so they are after him and trying to find him and when um, you know, when he steals the bike and the clowns jump him, um, and he's beating up the clown, uh, uh, 
Canada. He got me on it now. <laughs> Stops him and says, what are you trying to do? Kill the... In the English. What are you trying to do? Kill the guy? And he goes, you're damn right I am. Yeah. And yeah. he goes, come on. Like, we were worried about you. Yeah. And he goes, I wish you would just... I wish you guys would just go and leave me alone. Yeah. You think I'm a loser. Well, there'll be a day where I'll show all of you. Yeah. I know this movie's so freaking well. And... Uh, um, I and, just... I just don't get, is he a good guy or a bad guy? What do you think? Who? Tetsuo? Tetsuo. In some ways, he, I think another theme in the movie is this parallel between um, uh, going, it's in a different, it's in a different parallel theme with the, the science going too far. Yeah. And not being able to handle the responsibility of it. And that's just kind of, it's just personified in Tetsuo. He becomes that scientific experiment that goes too far, and he can't handle it. So it's an it's a it's an immaturity thing. It's it's uh, the the morality thing gets skewed really hard. Just like you know what was the mor- people debate the morality of you know dropping the bombs or whatever. <laughs> so uh, I think it's not. I don't know, good guy, bad guy. Uh, it, the the movie. I don't know if it's it's trying to be clear cut in that sense. Sure, yeah, yeah. that is fair. It's answer. not. I mean, the movie is like so to me. Like there isn't these like deep themes with anything or anything like that. It's just like a coming of age movie. I mean, like at the end of the day, it's like a movie for young adolescent boys, and it's like a coming of age movie, and it's like. It's like fucking Peter Parker, like with great power comes great responsibility. And that's sure. exactly the lesson that you need to learn in this movie. Yeah. I, I obviously there's, that's very, that's, that's really taking it and making a, a maybe oversimplifying a lot of the stuff that's in it. Uh, this is exactly my issue with this movie. <laughs> I think that this movie is, is very simple, especially when we're talking about how the plot has all of these starting stopping points and it is uh it's not told in a way that makes it really easy for you to lock into it not saying that the movie is complicated in a means of like really massaging your brain it's complicated for no reason and i think that a lot of people saw this movie at a young age and they were like, that movie's so tight. It's like Donnie Darko to me. Like this movie is on par with Donnie Darko because the people that really locked into it are people that are like, this is the greatest movie that's ever made and literally never saw anything that was actually a smart movie. No offense. I'm not like, (laughs) well, I'm not like trying to take a shit on you, but I mean, there's a lot of people that will say that like Shakespeare's the greatest playwright of all time. And it's like, well, have you read any other plays? No. Okay. Well, I'm glad that we met in history 101 class. Like, uh-huh. see you never again in my but there, life. But there are people who have read, you know, 10,000 plays and still say Shakespeare is the greatest. Good for them. <laughs> I also don't want to be friends with them. I'm, I'm just saying that I think that this this movie for sure has like a lot of points, a lot of points of merit as to why it's good. And mm-hmm. I can understand why people have nostalgia for it for sure. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're a guy. Yeah. It's just, it's so targeted for a male adolescent demo. Mm-hmm. I, just really think that there's a lot of people that don't have a lot of exposure to like other anime. And there's a lot of other shit that came out around the same time that I think is way more heady and tells a better story than this does. Mm. And I just don't think that people are aware of it. So they think like it just puts this on like such a high pedestal. Yeah. And it's, 
I'm not saying that it doesn't deserve to be there because it does for other reasons, but it's like it it isn't it's not like the greatest movie that was ever made. And I think a lot of people think that. Mm-hmm. I don't know what attracts you to the plot. So, or like, what is, is it the plot or the art direction or the moral premise or like what well, the story? The, the um, part of the fun, I think in watching it is the, this part of the ambiguity that, it, that is there. Yeah. Uh, um, that it, at the very end, the line that someday we will be, it's already begun. And then the final end line with I am Tatsuo. And that's in all three of the versions. It's in the Japanese, it's in the English, in both of yeah. the English dubs. Yeah. And so to me, that begs that that is a very purposeful uh, thing to put in there. Yeah. And trying to come up with some kind of rationale that ends on that with those th- lines making sense. Yeah. Um, is, is part of the fun is that I don't know if I quite have some some you know being able to arrange the themes in just the right way that everything locks in on those words yeah mm-hmm. I, I i i like okay here's like one part that i was trying to kind of divide out in my head and i, I think i have some of it but i'll just ask what you guys thought or where you're at okay so the revolutionaries in this mm-hmm. are fighting the government at the beginning which then gets overthrown by a military coup so the revolutionaries are fighting against the government, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the revolutionaries are two different factions. No, there's like a sub... They're like being yeah. used as a cover. I think that you fell asleep during this movie and missed a chunk of it as per usual. <laughs> because what's going on is that there's a group uh, of revolutionaries and then there is a small group of people that are using the guise of the revolutionaries to try and get this the information about Akira and yeah. these scientific experiments and shit and, that have been going case. on yeah. and okay. they're linked in with the government which is that guy with yeah. the briefcase and the pills looks, later looks on like a re- Rezu he looks like a rat yeah yeah and they're they're not it's not two different factions it's just yeah. a small subsect of human yeah. beings are, are working within this organization okay. to uh be anonymous yeah because they also said like oh it's the students are rebelling as well as it just it feels like everybody's rebelling yeah in the movie but i don't get like what well, are they, they say that later in the movie yeah, too a, on the newscast yeah they, yeah yeah they mention that like or maybe one of the psychics says, but there's a line in the movie that's specifically saying that like everyone's rebelling because everything needs to be started afresh. And it's not, it's not your version or your version or my version or his version. Everyone understands that there is an issue and everything needs to be wiped out and built anew. Okay. So there's no real, there's no real, point for it besides the fact that they think the government's evil and everything needs to be wiped out well that part of the story isn't revealed because who cares what's going on with them it doesn't matter what their motivation is because we're only focused on this trifecta well i just that's what i'm saying that's where that's where i was kind of like i don't really get why this why there is this fighting like why there's those two fighting against well, each other? It, um, uh, the city was destroyed. They're rebuilding yeah. the city, and there's it's thirty years later, and there's massive uh, economic downturns, and it looks yeah. like there's a really big stratus 
you know, a status stratus yeah. between uh, the rich and the poor, and yeah. it's, it's just breeding. It's just all assumed stuff, though. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I was like, I was like, I, there's again, a lot of- though. I mean, if you look at when this movie came out, it yeah. correlates like sure. with more of the shit that was going on with like mm. the communist movement yeah. and the big rebellions that happened then. I, I mean, I'm gonna be 100. percent I'm not. I'm not good at dissecting anime ever. Yeah. Like, I there's like constantly like there's like cultural things that I don't pick up constantly. Mm-hmm. And there's differences that like make sense to people that like watch anime all the time. Right. They're like, Oh, I get, Oh, when it like zooms out and their face is white, it means that they're coming or like something like that. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know <laughs> that. That means <laughs> I don't know. I don't know all those little things that right. to like pick up. There's so like, a like language there when I'm wa- yeah, there's a, there's definitely a language that I'm not in tune with. So uh-huh. like, so like me when but, I, when I'm having to like rediscuss anime, I have to like, kind of like be like, okay, well, but this I, movie doesn't rely on any yeah, of those typical I, I, no, anime true. tropes. That's true. Yeah. I that's think true. this one's a lot easier it's to digest. It's just like a by sci-fi movie. Yeah. 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 I know. I just like, I'm always trying to figure out like, am I, am I, Am I missing something or am I like reading into something? Well, like, think, what am I doing? I mean, I think that you very frequently have this issue. Like, if you, whether you fell asleep or not, I don't know. We'll just assume that you Oh, I black out for, for a second one. X consistently. Yeah, I know <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. And so does everyone that listens to either of these yeah. shows. But, yeah. <laughs> But uh, I think a problem that like you have when you watch a movie is that like you want your own narrative to happen, so you like lock into one thing, and then you're just like, just only that's, that's movie that. doing this, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> like you that's just true. are waiting for those people to uh, show up again, and yeah. you're like, well, wh- what happened to them? Like, I, I don't understand. Do- <laughs> this movie was about a revolution. I used to do <laughs> like, the- What were you doing for the rest of the movie? I used to do the same thing with music a lot when I was a kid. I'd be like, why didn't they do that? Why did why why didn't they do what I wanted them to? Well, I have that problem <laughs> yeah. with this movie because I love yeah. like. I mean, I love like Mob Psycho is so good and I love like Esper stuff and like sci-fi and I just wish that a better version of this movie for me would be I like the revolutionary stuff. I like the government and political shit. I wish that was a movie. Mm, And then I also wish that there was a movie that was just about the Esper stuff because I feel like there's like so much. It, It feels like when you watch a movie like a real movie uh like a a real like moving pictures movie that's too easy (laughs) and like there's an actor that you can tell that they've like they have a backstory for their character and it just makes their character like so much more believable Mm -hmm. i feel like that's what happens anytime that they're like in that lab or like anyone that's like tied to the lab they have like these huge and complicated and crazy backstories. And that's like the story that I want to know. I for, just want to know the kids that the are kid, in the lab. Yeah. The kids, the, the government yeah. dudes. Yeah. That are involved with that. Yeah. Like, why are the revolutionary people like what? Yeah. How are they like tipped off to like, what's the trigger? There's, there's just so much in that world and it's yeah. like we only get like a little sliver of it I, and I just want more. Yeah, I yeah. feel like I get I feel the same way like you get slivers of things that you really want to open up with this yeah. movie. And I think that there's there's some of that stuff I think you can legitimately legitimately try to piece together. So for example, um the explosion at the beginning of the movie uh is, you know, a uh, Akira coming to fruition, whatever that is or means. Yeah. 
but what it's not is a, a, a nuclear explosion. Yeah. And yet, there's lines of dialogue later in the movie about we. There's no proof. We don't even have proof that Akira ever existed. Which means that there's still plenty of people who believe that it wasn't just like some weird psychic phenomena. That it was some kind of detonated detonative bomb or some yeah. kind. So somewhere in this world there exists this thing that it was a bomb or it was Akira. Yeah. And there's no proof one way or the other. Even the even the politicians are questioning it. Yeah. Um, they build, I think, well, my, I, I always got the impression that they built the Olympic Stadium over the, uh, car, the, the Akira car Zero case. one or... Yeah, or in order to zero. hide it. Yeah. You know, to purposely hide it from the public so that to continue, like, to keep it under wraps. Um, and that's why the colonel is more... You know he's he he knows more about what to do with the kids and everything and what what's at stake and the the regular politics politics don't. Yeah. But to explain also why there's this uh, Akira cult out there is that yeah, yeah. there's still people who believe that there is this it, it's really this thing and other others and others that don't. You know it's not yeah. like a Akira thing. So it's all there. I don't even know if subtext is the right word, but it's it is all there to kind of piece together if you want to. It's something yeah. that I imagine is explained in much more detail in the original manga, which I never read. But um, it's uh, manga. It's manga. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's manga. Uh, it's, not, it's not manga. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I, that's see, and, and something like that that I can piece together makes me yeah. think that there's other things I could potentially piece together. Sure. One thing I'm still unclear about is the the kids seem to want to enter the final explosion to save uh, Kaneda. Yeah. And and yet there's this other thing that says that he doesn't really get saved until Kai calls him back. Yeah. And and there's supposed to be this maybe she also has psychic powers too which is uh, an, another seed, seedling of a potential, you know, upright of Well, she does. Yeah, she does. Cuz they do they they it's over confirmed three they, times. Yeah, they overlay that other that little lady's voice over her yeah. a bunch. But yeah. yeah, but I I I And then they I would like morph with that hologram. Well, yeah. they have the fighting going on yeah. where the little girl is not involved in that at yeah. all. That's true. I, Cause I always assume that she has sort of like taken over her or like, yeah, you know, she's like a using vessel. her like a vessel. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but so if, if, if indeed Kai is responsible for, you know, calling out to him and pulling him out of the explosion, then there's no need for the three of them to enter in to save yeah. him from the explosion. So they're like, it's K K. Uh, <laughs> You're right, it is Kay. I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Kai is the dude. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Kay's the f- female yeah. revolutionary. Yeah. Fake uh, revolution. So, there's there's little things that I can't put my math together, but I also think that some of the, the characters themselves don't know. Like, in that scene where uh, she goes on to explain the Akira, um, you know, amoeba with the power of a human kind of thing, even sh- even if you, like, really, th- I, like, I've studied it, like, broken down every line for line trying to figure out what, all the, what she's saying. Yeah. I don't really know if it makes a whole lot of sense <laughs> i don't think so like uh, and yeah. in the japanese it has different words to paint a different story that than the than the original english dub has sure so maybe it's a little it's a little more refined in this version yeah um but i don't think the character really knows and that's why she's not able to explain it which is probably why i feel like it's 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 dropped you know three quarters way into the movie because yeah. nobody really knows yeah. Except for the kids, and the kids don't tell us, and that's what's frustrating. Yeah. I wish yeah. the kids would tell us. Why are they green? 
Because they've been experimented on for the last 30 years. Yeah. They yeah. got old face, too. They do. They got some Benjamin There's Bunny. also, I feel like there was an issue with one of the English versions, or maybe it was like a, a, a third English version that was like a made-for-TV version of the movie, yeah. because the kids had old voice. Yeah. They yeah. didn't have kid voices. Which was extremely bizarre. Yeah, in in the original English, uh, like the guy in the floating wheelchair has like an older voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not like gruffly old man. Who is that? Who is, is who is that guy? That's another kid. It's just one of the kids who's got experimented. There's four okay. kids that got experimented. There's about. four, but the three, the three that kind of group together seem a lot different than the one in the floating wheelchair. What are you talking about? There, the three are the kid in the wheelchair, the girl in the princess okay, bed, the girl, okay, the, the boy that gets hit with the motorcycle, yeah. and Akira. There yeah. are only four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, here's what I meant. I meant that the <laughs> that the the guy that. The kid, the kid in the floating wheelchair, right. seems significantly different than both Akira. I mean, you don't even get Akira till he the had, end. He, yeah, well, Taka- he has Takashi a different status. Yeah, he, feels he like- has more status. He's yeah. a higher status character. But right. again, that's another one of those things where, like, I want more of what's going on in that lab. Like, yeah. I want that entire section to be like a Expanded. series yeah okay. like i would watch the shit out of that yeah. okay i bet it would be awesome yeah yeah i mean it's nice to know that i'm having the same kind of issues i've like kind it's of only because it. it's implied at the yeah. beginning at that first scene like the wheelchair kid is there to get the other kid yeah right again you're just not getting a but, lot of information about yeah. what is happening the, in those for in that first like yeah. 30 minutes of the movie it's just like uh, this is cool. There's a lot of awesome shit that's going on. What the fuck is happening? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, but I also think like he's drawn to look a little bit older and like he kind of has this like Professor Xavier kind of kind vibe. Of to him, yeah. So you're like, so you're like, okay, like a original, like when I first saw the three of the green people, I was like, I was like, okay, those two are the kids and then what guy in the wheelchair is the dad or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was how I fr- It's because first. he looks like Louis Anderson. <laughs> yeah, he does. He does look like life with Louis. Yeah. Louis, Louis Anderson. He's like Louis Anderson cosplaying Xavier. Yeah. Uh, and put okay. himself green yeah. for some reason. Said. getting away from the plot a little bit um i really the the music's weird it's awesome yeah. i really like it but it's like it's like it almost like juxtaposes like the film a lot like when it seems like it, everything's supposed to be serious the music almost sounds kind of whimsical and then when it's like not supposed to be so serious it sounds kind of you know, intense. I don't know. It's really percussive. I, I like it. I like the way it sounds. I, I, I always put this as my favorite soundtrack and it's interesting. Yeah. There's, there's, I brought, I brought over what's called the, the, uh, the suite, the Akira suite, symphonic suite, which is the music that's played in the movie. Sort of the, in this particular film, the composer actually composed the move music without having seen the movie. Yeah. And then they purposed the music to the movie. movie. Okay. Um, I and, forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. And so um, the, he wrote this symphonic suite that's played to that. And if you want that, you have to go search for the, you have to actually buy the suite because the actual soundtrack to Akira is actually stuff that's in the movie and it's got like dialogue, uh, original Japanese dialogue that's over it. Um, I had that for, I listened to that like constantly for, <laughs> for a while there to the point where, because 
at the time, you couldn't get the Japanese version because the only thing that was out was the English VHS version. Yeah. So hearing the Japanese for the first time was crazy. And I, I didn't know what they were saying because yeah. I didn't know. I, I knew sometimes where I knew what, where it was in the movie. Canada. Yeah. <laughs> I knew where it was in the movie. Like, every once in a while, like, I would like find where it was in the movie on the VHS, hit play, and hit also play on the, on the soundtrack so I could have it overlap and get the original Japanese. But, uh, of course, the... And I thought that the Japanese had a direct translation with the English. I didn't really understand that there was... Yeah. You know, that they took a lot of liberty. Uh, how language works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, it's tired. Right? And, uh, but uh, but that, that, that soundtrack, that if you ever... If you just... If you haphazardly just buy the Akira soundtrack, you have to be careful because you might get the one with all of the yeah. uh, a lot of the, a lot of the dialogue in it. Sure, uh, it has dialogue and sound effects. Oh, um, sound effects are weird. Um, but if you get the symphonic suite, it's the original music that was scored for uh, the Akira, and then eventually cool. put into the Akira movie. Um, it, most of it is is just you know they just take that and drop it in, and sometimes they they edit the score so it fits a little bit better with the movie. Um, uh, edit the suite anyway. But uh, it's, um, I think it's great. Yeah. And, and there's so much really cool stuff that's on that symphonic suite that's not in the movie. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. Because it's just like some of the pieces are, you know, eight, nine, 12 minutes long. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's really cool. It stuff. seems like a lot of it, a lot of it does sound different because, like, you got, like, at some points you have, like, kind of cheesy 80 drum, like 80s drums. And, like, yeah, at some that. points you have, like, weird, like, kind of percussive wood noises uh-huh. that are really cool. Yeah. Um, so it seemed it, like when, when I was listening to it, it was like, it sounds like it was kind of made by a couple different people. Like when I was watching the movie, I was like, and it seems like some of this was maybe made from like by a composer, like kind of a different kind of traditional, like avant-garde kind of Japanese stuff. Yeah. And then some of it, I'm like, this just sounds like in like eighties kind of, so it's like hella eighties, like movie music. Uh-huh. And I, I I didn't know it was all one person, but it's yeah. cool. I I fuck with it. I like I like I like the music a lot. Yeah. Can yeah. we talk about the animation a little bit? Yeah, you know we should. Uh, it's I mean obviously Akira is considered a crowning achievement in actually in hand drawn animation. One hundred fifty plus thousand individuals uh, frames were drawn. Uh, you say people were involved no, in no. the making of. <laughs> no, the, the the cell count is like off the chain. Uh, it's the first major. Um, uh, first major theatrical animated movie that was took place almost entirely at night. So um, they had to recreate different color palettes and different techniques in order to get all the bright colors with uh, dark backgrounds and whatnot. Um, it was uh, it had more individually painted backgrounds, I think, than any other movie before it. Uh, there's only two moments, tech, I guess two, maybe three moments of actually using some computer graphics. Um, it's with, with the Akira like energy reader. Yeah, that shit is my yeah. favorite. That shit looks fucking dope. Shit, I <laughs> yeah, love that. that. Looks so cool. Yeah. I love that because they did that yeah. in the original Sailor Moon. Her whenever she would transform, they stopped this after the first season. But whenever she would transform, her body would turn that metallic. Yeah, yeah. I fucking love that shit. It's like a foil, like a foil card, like a baseball card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's so hologram fucking awesome. When I first saw that in Sailor Moon, I was like, "We have this technology. (laughs) What is this?" (laughs) It like blew my fucking mind. And whenever I see it, and because it's only in shit from like the 80s and 90s and whenever i see it i'm just like this is 
this is the future guys like the shit that they're doing in the 80s (laughs) wow (laughs) i think uh i think what gets you know obviously the technical aspects get huge praise and you can read countless uh things on it and watch multiple documentaries about it but i think what doesn't give necessarily enough credit is uh, a lot of the staging yeah. and how uh, it still leans on cinema le- cinematic language to to present a character or to present to to get scenes going. There's some really interesting use of depth of field um, that's that's used in the movie um, very subtly in ways that you, I you mean I've seen you've seen it you know twelve twenty times I've seen it you know not of twenty thirty times like it's it's way up there it's probably the most watched movie I've ever seen. And I always find new shit in the in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I remember why, in the scene, like uh, I remember at the beginning, the opening sequence where the clown like breaks, gets into a wreck and crashes through the restaurant. Yeah, and the guy's like waiter, and like I never noticed it before, but they actually went through the detail of having that window. They had that the window is itself sort of reflecting what's inside the restaurant. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, that's such, you don't even need that detail, but everything is in, there's so many little micro moments of detail throughout the whole thing. They're really fun to catch. I like uh, my, two of my favorites and one of the things that I hate, I love the, um, like just when there are no people in the frame and they're just showing the city, Mm. like just the, the way that the city is built and how everything's behind everything else and in the four. Yeah. It's just, it's really amazing. I mean, it's so beautiful and you just don't see stuff like that anymore. Um, and then I also love in the beginning, um, with the guy that's trying to sneak the, psychic boy right when you meet him and you get it flashes to his perspective for a minute Uh and you get this double vision like he's fucked up or something and it's before you know that he's like bleeding out or whatever but you get this like double like warbly vision and that's just like so awesome yeah and another thing that's cool about that too to tie into next month when we get to do my movie recommends yeah enter the void that's like such an enter the void like scene yeah. like just that part I'm I oh my god I love it yeah. there, I, would, I, I didn't want to interrupt you, Do you have one no go thing? well I want to talk about a scene that I hate too oh well go ahead and hit that first then <laughs> uh, so one scene that I feel like there are a couple of moments I mean it's hand drawn so obviously like I can forgive a lot with like length of limbs is like a mm. it's like a a, uh, a really like classic joke with like anime people about like the body proportions. Like and if you like, actually looked at the skeleton to be like, that's absurd. Yeah. Like <laughs> if you look at them on, on scale of how they're drawn and like their <laughs> arms go like below the frame, yeah. but their waist is I, like up to their nipples. I noticed that in spades in that anime we saw today. Yeah. 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 It happens, yes. It happens very frequently, <laughs> but uh, it happens a couple times here and it, that's just like a thing of the past. So it's like a lot more, it's a lot easier for me to forgive that now Mm -hmm. uh but there's one scene it's the scene when they're in the prison cell kind of area of the lab uh when she's explaining akira the depth is so fucked up in that scene like if you look at the ratio of them to the bench to the window to the where the window is in relation to the floor it's like they would be either like an inch in this like gigantic fucking room Uh or they would be like 
20 feet tall in a room that's like I, four feet tall. I'm, I'm surprised. Like, I've never noticed that. I oh, know my God. I know you just ruined that scene for me. Now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I mean, it's... I was, I was trying to pay attention to the language. Like, what is the Amoeba power thing? This is like the core of the movie. And I didn't realize it. Oh, it's so, it's like, so like bizarre. Child. And like, she's like kind of forward from yeah, him to yeah. like create the depth of the bench. Yeah. That like the bench is coming out, but like the shadowing's not right there either. So yeah. it's like... It's like when you see those rooms where they're like tilted so that someone has to yeah, be like, like, oh my God. Charlie it's the Chocolate like, Factory. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's like such Being a nightmare to me. Yeah, yeah, that too. I hate that kind of stuff just because it's like, it's too, it's too, my brain has to work too hard to piece together like what's <laughs> right or yeah. like what they were trying to do. It like yeah. I, it makes me irate. The the one there's one shot in this movie that I actually considered removing when I did the fan edit when I did my preservation version just because to me it was the most obvious mistake in the whole movie is um, in the end after he gets pulled out of the explosion he's talking to uh, Canada 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 he's talking to Kai a K excuse me and uh, he looks up and for there's a moment where he kind of shields himself from this ray of light and it goes to show a series of shots over the city as these rays of light are kind of illuminating different parts of the city and there's this one shot uh, where this perfectly spherical ray of light kind of moves up and up this little ramped area like in a almost like in a sewer a sewer like area uh-huh. oh like, i know exactly what like, you're talking about there's no reason for that to be perfectly spherical <laughs> like it's a ray of light through the clouds it should not be spherical it should have like some kind of weird disjointed shape uh-huh. and I, I always thought like i wonder if there, that was pulled from like some other part in the movie like there was a spotlight or something uh-huh. and they just you know they repurposed it for that shot or i was i can never figure out why that why they they chose a completely spherical thing there and that's the only shot that I was like that's a mistake <laughs> and I was going to remove it but I didn't for you know, preservation reasons but yeah I know exactly the scene that you're talking about and I always thought that it came from that chase sequence when they're in the sewer yeah 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 it could be could, yeah I, I, I couldn't it, the problem is it's too slow yeah to, to find a space in anywhere else in the right movie. right so right I felt like yeah. Well, the palette's different too, so they'd yeah. have to use like a shit ton of like underlighting to like yeah. even fix that remotely. Yeah, it's just a mistake. Yeah, it's sorry. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about, though. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, the, what do you think about the animation? I like Ethan? it. I I thought it was like it's pretty crazy that it's like when when was it made? Like eighty five, eighty eight, eighty eight. I mean, it looks great. It's smooth. Mm-hmm. Um, everything's cool on it. It's I, it's I not figure. just smooth, but it's like it's there's like this clearly going way well and be up above and beyond what's necessary. Yeah, like I I like there's something it's just busy. Like, it's like there's no you don't need to do this. They're just going. They're just going the yeah. extra mile. Like for example, there's this. When he, you know, there's a scene where he first kind of uses his telekinetic power and has the water come to his hand. Yeah. Um, and he's sort of like waking up. There's this, uh, uh, um, he has, and then he has the encounter with the, with the first encounter with the kids where there were the, 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 they call the dolls polyphony. That's the name of the soundtrack where they have, and they attack him and then he gets the glass in the foot and he's kind of like, he's like breathing. But then there's this shot 
where the camera is just zooming through the hallways of this giant hospital area. Just, you know, like it's like, yeah, yeah. it turns like it goes one way and then it comes into the other, comes into the other. And then it stops and it's, uh, and it, when it stops, it kind of cuts to Tetsuo just outside of his door. Yeah. And like it, it's this amazing shot that kind of builds the, uh, it kind of lays, it gives you a lay of the land of kind of what it looks like inside this place. It's extremely well done and animated and fluid as it goes from one thing to another. But all it, all it really is, is just a, a, a transition thing to just have him standing outside his room where then the guards come up and he, you know, uses his explosive power technique on yeah. or whatever. Um, but you could just have easy, you could just as easily like fade to black. Cut. Yeah, fade to color, and he's on the outside of the walls, and the guys come up. Yeah. To him. You don't need that excessive shot. That's what makes it cool. But yeah, it makes it cool, yeah. and it's oh, like, yeah. what am I watching? And and it's yeah. it gives you the lay of the land without giving you the lay of the land. I know, it, I know it, it it predates it too, but I remember like the one of the ones that got me was like right at the beginning with the um with the like flickering bar sign. Yeah, that's the very first shot of the movie yeah. outside of the explosion scene. Yeah, so. yeah, because like the explosion scene, it's kind of like. It explodes like in a weird kind of almost like there's frames taken out type of way. Mm. But I think it's because it's an explosion and like and it's hand drawn. Yeah. And it's like, well, and I think it's trying to like make it seem like it's an impact, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, But when they're doing like the light thing and everything and you have the character like walking through the city, it reminded me a lot of uh, Transmetropolitan. If you ever read that, like it's comic book from like the late seventies. Yeah. It's a comic book from like the late uh, nineties. like 97 or something but it 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 uh it does that same thing where it's like kind of dystopian a little almost like kind of cyberpunky looking city yeah yeah like dark and busy but futuristic and kind of worn down as yeah. well uh yeah and I, I i just dug that yeah there there's the level of detail is is so it really does it's mind-boggling like, yeah. I, I remember watching this time there was this neon sign in the background uh, that has this, it's clearly following like a little pattern. So it's like a swirly design. There's like a pattern following it. And it's it's doing like, you know, like a neon sign has like a default pattern, like it's just set. Yeah. Well, it's doing that pattern. You can kind of see where it's going. And then it, then the camera cuts from a different angle and you see it finish the pattern. <laughs> just like and smart like, things. Holy shit. Yeah. Like you would never, it, that was completely unnecessary. It could have, the, yeah. the animator could have done whatever he wanted to on that second shot. Yeah, but they're following continuity. The continuity of just that little, of that yeah. little thing. And then that, that happens to actually play out later when, cause that's what the first thing that explodes when the, when the kid is like, and he yeah, yells, yeah. that's the, that's the sign that explodes and it's still doing that pattern. <laughs> it's fantastic. I mean, yeah, there, th- those things are so good in the movie that when you have mistakes, I think what you're like, what you're talking about, they might be like, wow, that's so jarring. Right. Uh, yeah. Like every once in a while, the character models look a little too different. Yeah. yeah. Especially with Tatsuo where it, 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 um, there, there are certain angles where it doesn't look like you're watching the same Tatsuo as before. Yeah. Yeah. There's some shots with the, the Colonel where he, his proportions don't look similar, especially in far, yeah. further away shots. He looks like the guy from Talking Heads. He looks like the yeah. runner big suit. <laughs> yeah, big suit. Yeah, small yeah. head, yeah. Uh, so th- there's moments where th- when, th- when those things happen, it's like, uh, I think they maybe stand out a little bit more. Um, but otherwise, it's just, it, it, some of the stuff is just impeccable. Absolutely yeah. yeah. impeccable. I definitely, uh, you know, I support it. I'm glad I, I'm glad I finally got to see it because I've heard about it all my life and just never watched. Yeah. So it's a, it's a good I, watch. I, 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 it is in my my top five. Um, I think there are top uh, five movies of all time. 
or like top five animated? Uh, actually, you know what? Top ten of all time because I revamped my top five not too long ago. So top ten. Oh, to make well, room well. for Sully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Sully at Gran Torino. <laughs> um, no, the. Uh, I, the, that's a different that's a different story yeah but i mean just it, say real quick what what got into the top five that that you moved out i i revent i i found that really my favorite my my really big favorite kinds of movies are and these are the ones i might have to you know bti recommends on you guys sure are are movies that are um they're like historical epics not like sword and sandal kind of stuff but yeah. like based off true stories lots of dialogue lo- extre- extremely long you know, like two and a half, three hour kind of movies. Yeah. Like that just are totally rich and trying to capture a moment. Like Ben-Hur? No, no, like not not the epic kind of stuff. Like, uh... uh, Cleopatra? What did get... Just what got in it that... I moved up, uh, um, uh, JFK. Oh, okay. Yeah, we gotta watch JFK still. Good for you. Yeah. I wanna do JFK still. JFK is probably the closest thing to a perfect movie I've ever seen. Ooh. Yeah. Say that now, but you yeah. haven't seen Enter the Void, my friend. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. And I, I saw I saw the runtime. It's like you you're right. I thought you were exaggerating. Yeah, it's no, like two I, and a half, three hours. No, it's yeah. three three ten, and there's a different edit of it that's three eight. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So you know. Yeah. So I know. Buckle get buckle down. Right. Grab some popcorn. Um. So uh, Akira is in my top ten still, <laughs> but in part because of. <laughs> How how much it's got because it's got that nostalgia pull for me. Yeah, I, there are everybody has does. It's fine, but there are other animes that I've seen that I think have more of a. I, I feel Akira is hits more intellectual buttons for me, whereas there are more emotionally driven animes that I've seen that um, that usually I would say I, I would prefer that. I mean, yeah, nostalgia pull is pretty strong for you. Yeah. that's fine. I mean, it's excusable to have nostalgia pulls in your top movies. Yeah, that's why everybody has different top movies. Right. Uh, I don't think the best movie I've ever seen is uh, your favorite movie. Is my favorite movie. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What are we doing next time? I I <laughs> think that everything in my top is great, except for there is one that is like a just yeah. a like. Land, I like. I just like this Milo movie. Notice. <laughs> but it is like a pretty critically acclaimed one. So I don't know. Maybe I'm what, right about what it. What movie? Yeah. Seven Year Itch. Oh, I fucking yeah. love that movie. Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, it's like a classic. We just had a Marilyn Monroe night for the movie night at our place. Oh, really? Back. Yeah. What'd you watch? Well, it ended up. Let's do Marilyn Monroe. Then it ended up being. Let's be doing movies about the, Marilyn Monroe. Ugh. Yeah. So we did my week with Marilyn, and then this. Yeah. Uh, and then it, Marilyn. No, there was an HBO picture called uh, Norma Jean in Maryland. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With uh, Ashley Judd and uh, Mira Sorvino. It was pretty good. I mean, yeah. I, I didn't expect, I wasn't, I had I'm not no a big Marilyn Monroe. Neither am I, but the seven year itch is like, yeah, that's it's, good, sh- it's awesome. so good. Yeah. Have you ever seen it? Uh, in college, so it's been a while. It's, it's got Jimmy Starr. Yeah. Jimmy Starr. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Marilyn. <laughs> you, you've watched it. Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen yeah. it like two or three times. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Sold in like theaters. The whole, for the longest time, I like would watch that movie like once every other month. I just I love that movie. I it's like Jimmy like, Stewart. Really comforting to me mm-hmm. for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, what are we doing next time, just so we can well, keep people updated? I, yeah. Does anybody think, know what we're doing? Yeah, I mean, um, okay, so guys, we uh, maybe we'll have a guest next week. I think that we're going to have some scheduling uh, dis- discrepancies, unfortunately unfortunately um so i think next week uh we're gonna do something a little bit different yeah uh, we're gonna watch an entire series and discuss that an anime yeah. series yes yeah. yeah. so this show is one of my all-time favorite shows um it is 
so good. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's amazing. I have a lot to talk about it's with heady. this series. It's extremely heady. It's very intelligent. It's really pushing the boundaries with sci-fi and conspiracy and, yeah. and stuff. Um, the series is called Serial Experiments Lane. It's 13 episodes. Uh, we're all going to start watching it this week so that we can talk about it uh, next weekend. Uh, so we'll have that episode up for you on Monday. We may or may not have a guest. Um, yeah, I don't we're know. We're going to work it out. Yeah, we're trying trying to figure it out. But trying to figure it out. Nonetheless, we will definitely be talking serial experiments late next, next week. Yeah. Um, it's only 13 episodes. They're all 20 minutes. So, you know, if you want to yeah. play along, then go ahead and watch it. I would, it. I would definitely recommend doing that because there are going to be some mm. serious spoilers <laughs> uh, because the show unfolds in a very bizarre way. Yeah. Interesting. I'm psyched. I'm not familiar with it. It's so uh, fucking good. It's going to be I'm, right up your alley. Like I, based off of how yeah. much you like Akira, like it makes sense that you, you're going to like this. One. I think, yeah, awesome. I think that you'll yeah. really enjoy it. All right. And your love of the matrix. And I'm excited. <laughs> I think Blade it's, Runner. I think it's cool too, to talk about it after watching Akira because yeah, for me, follow-up. like where people, what I was saying earlier, like one of my issues with this movie, mm-hmm. I feel like people watched Akira and then that was like where it, ended for them or maybe they watch like dragon ball z or whatever afterwards i watched akira around the same time that i watched lane uh Uh, and for me lane is like like top tier shit and so akira i was just like well i guess that's okay yeah you know but we'll talk about we'll get into that next week we'll get into it next week i'm so excited (laughs) i'm gonna give the pass on akira just by the way i i really liked it oh yeah i guess we'll just yeah. Do we want to just do rate like thumbs no, up or it, thumbs it's down a feature for these? this episode? So. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, I think in the end, we'll recommend seeing it. Go, yeah. Go see Akira. Go yeah. watch it. Yeah. I would. Um, uh, I would. I. I mean, if you really get a. Uh, if you've if you've only ever seen one version of it, I encourage you to go check out the oh, other yeah. versions. Yeah. Check yeah, out the uh, the original Japanese or check out the other English dub that you haven't heard. Um, because you're going to find things that uh, you're going to like and dislike about each each of the different sure. uh, edits there. Yeah. So um, so to partake, if you live here in Austin, go rent. <laughs> you can actually go rent. Oh yeah, actually. Rent my version. There. Funny thing about that. So uh, when we were going, I thought there was something on my microphone. When we were <laughs> going to uh, watch the movie, I tried to buy it from the PlayStation Store. And I tried to check it on Hulu and Netflix and on like PlayStation view, which is like their cable service and on Amazon prime is not available on anything. So yes. Well, not not the Japanese one. Oh, right. Not the Japanese one. They had the pioneer English dub. Yes. Yeah. Which is probably, I would imagine the Blu-ray version. So it's probably the latter release of the, yeah, there's the streamlined dub and then the Pioneer dub. Right. And the Pioneer is the later one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I would. I agree with you, though. I definitely recommend watching the different versions. I've yeah. seen all of them because sometimes you got to give things uh, a third, <laughs> a fourth, a 20, fifth. A yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, right. boy. Well, uh, thank you, guys. Yeah, thank thanks. you, everybody else, for listening. Um, uh, go watch Serial... Exper- What's the name of the show again? Serial Experiments Lane. All right. Google that. Uh, go buy your copy. Go rent it. And it's serial, like, it. serialized. Yeah. Not like, S- not, not like an edible. Like Captain Crunch. 
And it's Lane, L- like bowling L-A- lane. No, it's not. It's L A I N. Oh, I thought it was L A N E. L A I N. Yeah. Okay, that's good to know. Yeah. S E R I A L experiments colon L A I N. Yeah. All right. Uh, again, everybody, thank you for listening, and we will catch you on the next episode. Oh, All and right. you can uh, go ahead and listen to my shows on Monday, or wait, on Tuesday. It's Mountain Dude for Serena Girl. <laughs> Sweet. All right. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>